When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. Big, big interview today. Two in a row. We had Dave Aranda on Monday, which was absolutely fascinating. Got a really good one for you today. We caught up with Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker in Knoxville, and Hendon was one of the most interesting stories of the 2021 season. He transfers to Tennessee from Virginia Tech. He'd been the starter at Virginia Tech. It became clear he was not going to be their 2021 starter, so he transfers to Tennessee. But he transferred when Jeremy Pruitt was Tennessee's coach. 11 days after Hendon Hooker decided on Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt got fired. Then Josh Heupel gets hired. Hendon Hooker goes through spring practice. He's not the starter. They bring in Joe Milton, the transfer from Michigan. Joe Milton wins the job out of camp. So where does that leave Hendon Hooker? Well, as you'll find out, it left him not really discouraged, not feeling like he made the wrong decision, just kind of working his way through. And he winds up becoming the starter early in the season and then leading Tennessee to a, a much better than expected season. And when Josh Heupel got there, they basically had year zero expectations. You didn't know if Tennessee was going to be able to win, you know, maybe two or three games in the SEC. You didn't know how many wins total. Certainly didn't expect them to go to a bowl game. They won seven games. They went to a bowl game. Hendon Hooker had an incredible season, 31 touchdown passes, only three interceptions. Uh, it, it was what much, much better than anyone expected when the news that he was transferring there came out. And it's just, it's an incredible story when you talk to him about how he worked his way through that process because it looked like a pretty bad decision at first and turned out to be one of his better decisions of his life. So here's Hendon Hooker talking Tennessee football and what comes next after a great 2021 season. All right, Hendon, you're here finishing up spring practice at Tennessee, your second year at Tennessee. If I had gone back to you when, when you signed with Virginia Tech at a high school and said, here's how this is going to go, would you have believed any of it? I wouldn't. Um, never in a million years would I think I'd be here at Tennessee. Uh, I remember taking visits up here, you know, enjoying my time, um, watching some of my former teammates like Emmanuel Mosley, mm-hmm. um, just watching him perform. And, and I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. But – I don't know if I'd be here at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah I couldn't, couldn't call that one. I mean, so th- this is the thing that people just ask about you that, that I, I still can't fit. Like when you were picking a school, how many people said to you as you're, as you're considering Tennessee under the circumstances you were considering Tennessee, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah. there were, there was stuff swirling around the coaching staff, didn't know what was going to happen, but what was it about, coming here that, that made you so certain, even though you didn't know if the coaches who recruited you were going to be here? Yeah, just the opportunity to play at the highest level of collegiate um, sports, you know, here in the SEC. Um, 
sports are at a, a high level mm-hmm. uh, as far as the talent and um, the people that are in the organization. So um, just coming to the SEC and networking and just kind of trying to get my name out there was was the biggest thing. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of people say, oh, when, when you're transferring because you're probably not going to start at a place the next mm-hmm. year. The idea is you transfer down a level of competition, yes, sir. not up a level of competition. <laughs> like, wait, wait, was that just – did you talk to your, your parents about mm-hmm. that? Did you? How did you decide, I'm going to try to go – this? You know, because it's either parallel – from Virginia Tech, Tennessee, we're talking parallel or up. Mm-hmm. So how did you decide that's what I'm going to do instead of, okay, now I'm going to look for, for maybe a group of five school or, or maybe follow dad's footsteps at, at mm-hmm. North Carolina A&T? Yeah, just sit down with my parents. Um, and, you know, the, the biggest thing for me and my family is prayer. So, um, you know, just praying on and trusting God uh, through the process. Um, I remember sitting down with them and just weighing out the positive and negatives of transferring to Tennessee. And um, in all making all those decisions, um, it was the best fit for me and uh, the best place for me to be uh, to pursue my goals in the future. And then you get here and you go through spring. And there's no decision because they've, they've got a couple guys mm-hmm. that, that had been at, at Tennessee, had started games at Tennessee and, and Harrison and Brian. And then Joe Milton shows up, who we all know that Josh Heupel liked Joe Milton out of high school. We all know that everybody recruited Joe out of high school before he decided to go to Michigan. What was that like for you when, when you find out that, that Joe's going to be the starter uh, and, and you know you're in camp and – you came to get an opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you do yeah. next? Um, you know, I've, I've been in those, in these positions before where I wasn't the guy uh, initially and my attitude towards my teammates and towards everyone else in the quarterback room has to be positive. Yeah. And I have to have a positive mindset just so I can get through days and get efficient work out of, out of days. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, you know, I, I used to just pick Joe's brain when he was a starter and supporting him. Um, but at the same time, from the beginning of camp uh, to the end of camp, me and Joe pushed each other to be our best, um, you know, play in, play out. Coach Hypo was saying that it, it felt like you almost stopped putting pressure on yourself mm-hmm. once that decision was made and that you really then had a chance to grow. What, what were those weeks like where, yeah. you know, you know, Joe's going to start. You're still trying to, to get ready. You know, how, how did you handle that and, and how did you handle that with your teammates? Um, you know, like you said, it was a it was definitely a burden lifted off of me, but um, it definitely kind of put the pressure on me a little bit more to you know how you respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and me being me, I wanted to show my teammates that I was strong enough to overcome those obstacles and um, continue to be the player that I know I can be and the leader that I know I can be. Now, as well. I, I want I want to show you a play because this is one that that your OC Alex Golish told me about. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the this is the play uh, in the Pittsburgh game. This is uh, you guys are down thirty four twenty late third quarter, first and goal. This is the one where he turned to the quarterbacks coach in the booth afterward and said something to the tune of "I think we got something here, or maybe we missed something here." And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you watch and and you tell me what you're seeing here. Looks like like poise and just comfortable comfortability. Um, I say then on the back end. Um, just going to touchdown, just celebrating with my teammates. Here, uh, here's the here's the end zone shot. This is mm-hmm. this is the part that that 
Alex pointed out, and it's you standing in. There's a D lineman that is, is getting pushed into you. He's got his hands up, kind of. It's it's almost like closing out on a three point shooter. Yeah, yes, basically, mm -hmm. this is a throw that if you underthrow this, this is getting picked in the end zone, and everybody's going to be real mad. Yeah. What's going through your mind as you throw that ball? Are you thinking, all right, I have to stand in, can't worry about getting hit, or is mm -hmm. it just I got to make sure I get it over the the safety that's that's grabbing this tight yeah, end? Now? Um, initially. I wanted to have my eyes in the right spot so that when uh, my receiver did pop open, I would be on time and have um, a window to throw the ball. Um, so Jacob being 6'7", you know, I can really put it anywhere in his vicinity and he's mm -hmm. going to go get it. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, be calm, let it develop, give him a good ball and give him an opportunity to go make a play. So the, the knock on you at Virginia Tech was – Great running around, great up close, doesn't doesn't throw it vertically as well. Mm -hmm. This is a vertical throw with you standing in the pocket with protection. Not the best. It was, <laughs> it was okay. It was pretty so, good. How much did you work on that before you, or, you know, while, during mm -hmm. the time since you got here? Yeah, um, since day one, I remember um, the first week I got here on that Sunday, I uh, met with Jay Hyatt and Jalen Wright. Uh, in the indoor and we were going through the route tree and, and throwing. Um, and I remember I was like, wow, I need to work on this, that, you know? Um, and when coach Heupel and his staff got here, they, they saw that I wanted to come in and work and wanted to learn and get better. And they started pouring into me, you know, Hey, Hen, you, you want to do this with your feet. You want to, you know, have this arm angle. So um, they've definitely been, um, a huge reason of my success. Now, one of the things that, that Alex was talking about, and it was something that they said that they missed in camp on, when they were evaluating you because you're in red jersey, you can't get hit. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know, understand how you would react to that or, or how much poise you would show when you're about to get hit. They said that is the thing that, that has impressed them most about you. And it seems like that's how you've earned your respect, the respect of your teammates is it doesn't seem to matter how much you get hit, you're, you're getting back up. Do you have to tell yourself, like after some 300-pound dude just clobbers you, do you have to say in your head, get up, get up, get up? I, I do sometimes, but most of the time I really hear my mom in the back of my really? head like, come on, Hendon. Like, <laughs> that wasn't nothing. Like, get up, let's go. So, um, yeah, um, you know, shout out to, to my mom. Well, let's, but, let's talk about her because okay, I, yeah. so I, I heard in another interview you mentioned that when you were younger, if you got upset or, or throwing a tantrum, they would show you your dad's highlights mm -hmm. from North Carolina A&T. Yes, sir. And it would calm you down. What mm -hmm. about that would calm you down? Really, just just ball. It's ball being played on TV. <laughs> yeah. Then it's dad on top of that. So um, I'm glued in. I want to see what dad does. And then we're watching ball. So that's always um, something that I've, I've loved and um, forever will love. So I, I was watching. I was on the Internet. Some Virginia Tech fan, when you were there, had dug up a clip of your dad playing at North Carolina A&T. And it was him throwing a very long touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. And I watched it. And I'm like, they have exactly the same. So did you try to emulate his his throwing motion? Or did that sort of happen naturally? Yeah, it just happened naturally. Okay. Um, he's always been my biggest coach, um, biggest supporter. And from the age of three, he's been training me and my brother um, to be quarterbacks. So um, I guess everything that he knows, he's trying to implement. Right. So, yeah, he's training mm -hmm. you to do it. But it's, it's funny because 
a lot of times guys develop phys different physically, but you, you and your brother and your dad are all basically the same mm -hmm. size too, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy. And, and I heard that, that he also showed you a lot of Randall Cunningham mm -hmm. growing up. Yes, That's sir. okay. So you obviously were not alive when Randall was playing. I was a kid when Randall was playing. He was one of my favorite people to watch. Mm -hmm. And one of my like, biggest football fantasies is if somehow you could get a time machine and move Randall Cunningham to now. I would love that. I would <laughs> love that. Randall Cunningham is, is probably my, my favorite quarterback um, of all time outside of my father. Uh, so just watching a lot of his film, that would be so exciting. He's so to... good. And he was playing with a fullback <laughs> and like eight to seven to nine mm -hmm. step drops. Yeah. Like, can you imagine these offenses now? Well, he he had killed a, people. A, a rocket for an arm. Yes. Well, and, and I'm sure, you know, playing at Virginia Tech, you saw a bunch of Michael Vick, but mm -hmm. I, Randall was every bit yeah. the athlete and the thrower that, that Vick mm -hmm. was. And, and I it's just, I, I had this, it's so funny because guys your age, most of them never even heard of him. Mm -hmm. So to, to see that, I'm glad your dad schooled you on the classics. Yes. That's, yes, sir. you know, some, yeah. some parents are, are, are playing, uh, the temptations in the house. Mm -hmm. Some, some are playing Randall Cunningham in yeah. the house. So that's, that's impressive. Yes, sir. So. Now growing up, you, you, Grew up in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I heard you say that, that Keenan Allen was a guy that, that you – so Keenan would have been playing in high school there mm -hmm. when you were like fourth, fifth grade, right? Yes, sir. What was that like watching a guy like that? It was it was amazing. Um, I remember the first time I met Keenan, he had this this long, wavy hair. Yeah. Him and his his brother did. It was um, it Zach Maynard? That, yeah, it was yeah. Zach, Zach Maynard and, um, and also his cousin uh, Maurice Harris. Yep. Um, so we're we're all on the on the practice field, and, and I'm a little kid. My dad's coaching them up. They're running through drills as as high school guys. And I remember Keenan was out there just in his flip flops, um, just talking to my dad. And my dad was like, "How you feel about the season coming up?" And he's like, "Man, I feel good. I feel like I'm gonna have an explosive season." And he's a freshman at this time, coming from eighth grade. His first game, he had like three touchdowns <laughs> against the against the defending state champs. Like how. That's amazing. I can't even imagine high school kids <laughs> trying to deal with Keenan. Like it's it's crazy. So that that's I mean, so you grew up in that. You saw mm -hmm. that, and, and you mentioned you 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 know basically trained since the age of three to be a quarterback. When things didn't go as well as you wanted at Virginia Tech, did did you have doubts at that point about is this going to work for me? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, I remember um, coming back. I think it was my my redshirt sophomore year coming back um, from the winter break, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm coming in, I'm I'm gonna have an explosive spring, and it's gonna translate to the fall. Um, I come in, I have an explosive spring. Um, we get to the fall, I'm not the guy again. So um, you know, just just trying to keep my head um, on a positive on a positive path, mm -hmm. and then that that really just elevated my faith to a whole nother level, um, and my prayer started to elevate more every day, uh, just started getting to the word more and more. Um, so it's really been a, um, a great journey. And, and you had the situation in 2020 where, you know, you're, everybody's getting COVID. You're, you have to be screened afterward. Mm -hmm. They screen you and they say, there may be something with your heart. Mm -hmm. And, they said there might that you might have to have open heart surgery. Like mm -hmm. what yeah. is what is going because I mean that's potentially career ending right yes. there. What is going through your mind as the doctor is saying this is a possibility? Mm, well, the doctor didn't even tell me. I got pulled into the uh, medical room mm -hmm. uh, at the school because that morning it was a Tuesday morning. 
Um, I'm coming off of COVID, so I'm thinking, hey, my first practice, like, I'm excited. Let's get it rolling. Uh, I get there early, and they're like, Hendon, um, come talk to me in the in the medical room. And I step in there, and they explain everything to me. And I'm like, wow, this is this is this is crazy. Just in one day, everything could be gone. Um, so, uh, and then and so they checked it out further. They they mm-hmm. they had to do a procedure to to check it out further. Yes. And that's when you found out, okay, no, you're not going to have to have mm-hmm. it. But what what's it like? I'm sure they told you count back from 10 and you go to sleep and, and then what's it like when you wake up from that? When I wake up, I just want to, I want to know, can I play football? Am I able to, you know, go out there and do the things that I love? Um, and when I woke up, I looked at my mom, she, uh, she started clapping her hands. So I'm like, okay, something must be good. So, um, she's clapping her hands. And then uh, the doctor tells me, you know, you're, you're good to go. Uh, are you going to play this weekend? Well, <laughs> No, Doc. Unfortunately, I didn't practice all week. So, You're like, hey, you just told me my career might be. Over. <laughs> Let's ease back into this thing. You get here, you you know, everything goes the way it goes. But you didn't establish yourself as the guy. Yes, sir. What was last season like as that started to roll? You started to have some success. You start developing chemistry with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Was it was it everything you'd, you'd hoped this college career was going to be? It wasn't. Um, you know, at the beginning, but I could definitely see me progressing and getting better day in and day out. Um, my leadership in the team started to started to uh, build step by step, and me and Joe's relationship started to grow, and me just being um, a great supporter of him and being a great teammate um, definitely helped me out and made me realize, you know, this is this is really a team sport. I know everyone says that, but it's really a team sport, and it takes people around you yeah. to um, get the engine. Well, going, that's what so. some of the coaches were saying. That one of the things that that they were happiest with with you was when you weren't the starter, you were still telling younger guys, "Hey, trust the process. This is all going to work." Because you know, guys with a new offense, with a new new scheme, sometimes there's going to be moments of doubt. Mm-hmm. And they said that you were one of the people kind of reinforcing what the coaches were saying even though you had every right to say, ah, forget these guys. They, they, they didn't recruit me. They, they don't even want me. Yeah. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, just from my time of, of putting in work and, and trusting the process to get to where I want to be, I know that when you do put the time in and you dedicate yourself to your craft, that good things will um, will be the will be the outcome. So um, just trying to get those guys to buy in in that same mindset uh, to just continue to work and trust the process. Were you surprised at how quickly you guys gelled offensively? Because that was one of those things that, you know, we had a lot of questions about mm-hmm. Tennessee last year because so many players left through the yeah. transfer portal. It was a new offense. It was, you know, you're going against some of the best defenses in the country. You know, how how do you, how did you guys come together as quickly as you did? Mm-hmm. Really, um, I'd say a lot of team bonding. We did a lot of team bonding in the offseason season. And then um, I remember coming in and watching film with the receivers. All the quarterbacks would come in on Mondays and watch film with the receivers, and they would tell us, hey, we like we like to run this route like this. We like the ball right here. And we'd tell them what we see as well. And that translated to coming to practice, and we're talking on the field. Yeah. So um, just get on the same page with the, with the receivers and everyone um, being involved in developing their mindset of how we want our offense ran and how we want to operate, um, it really started to click after a while. How, how much of it was like a clean slate thing? Because like Cedric Tillman is a good example. He, mm-hmm. I think he had eight catches in three years. And then all of a sudden, 
he blows up last mm-hmm. season. It, yeah. I mean, could you tell when you got here, hey, this guy, because I mean, you look at him, like yeah, he, 6'3", 215, you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but when did you realize, all right, th- this guy can can really play? Really, the first day we we were throwing routes on air, um, you know, he was he was quick off the line. He was explosive out of his breaks. So I'm like, ooh, like, we, we have something right here. Then um, Valus Jones – explosive in himself yeah like he's he's amazing over the ball in his hands and then he developed the route running aspect of things so that that was that was great to see then we had javante payton who who came out and was very explosive so it's um it was really a blessing to have those three guys oh yeah in my opinion those are, are three of the top guys in the nation and cedric's back and you got mm-hmm. some young guys to work with you got a you got a young guy who goes by squirrel mm-hmm. that's my favorite yeah, squirrel. it's my favorite sec nickname since pork chop womack in, in mississippi <laughs> state so squirrel needs to become a star so yes, how, you, whatever you can do to make squirrel a star make him a star yes sir i got you i got you yes uh squirrel white is a is an amazing talent um great personality quiet guy but when he does open up you know he's a he's a um he's a joy to be around and he's a hard worker so and, and you know, now everybody's kind of looking to you. This mm-hmm. is, this is, it's such an interesting time because this NIL stuff just started. You and your brother have a book out. Mm-hmm. How, what's that like? Yes, did, you, did you ever think you'd be in the publishing business while I, you're in college? I didn't. Not this early, but I did think one day I would, yeah. you know, come out with some literature. Um, but it's, it's definitely a blessing to, um, to spread the word of Jesus Christ and doing it with my family um, is even more incredible because i get to see them at times i wouldn't if if we didn't have the book yeah so, it's a it's a young athlete's mm-hmm. illustrated guide to the yes, bible sir. basically yes, like, yeah mm-hmm. that's it's just so you know in the you're reading the bible it's it might not be any pictures in there yeah, there are not I, not bible, not yeah. the ones i grew up with so. <laughs> so, so um you know just trying to um venture out to the kids and get them excited about not just reading and learning but also learning the word of, of jesus christ i mean it because it's funny because everybody assumed with all the NIL stuff, people are going to be, oh, they're just out for themselves. They're mm-hmm. just trying to make. But, I mean, you're trying to to help introduce some people mm-hmm. to this. You, and then I'm imagining there is a chance for you to get something financially that, that an athlete couldn't get before yeah. and set yourself up a little bit for, mm-hmm. for future life. How much are you learning about the business world yeah. and and all that as you go yeah learning a, learning a ton um day by day just trying to connect the dots on networking you know mm-hmm. learning how to network was my biggest thing because I'm, I'm a little bit reserved so i'm just learning how to network and venture out and talk to people and kind of pick their brains um and their expertise so um i wanted to get into podcasting with uh, my teammate Tyler Barron, but we just never have enough time to really sit down and and gather uh, information. Hey, listen, there's money in the podcast yeah, game now. Yeah, I'm telling you. So this this uh, you, listen here, NIL sponsors who who could potentially be uh, helping out Hidden Hooker here. Yes, sir. You you got to find him 25, 30 minutes a week to make <laughs> this happen. So, but yeah, yeah. that's that's the part is it, it, I imagine very hard for you is figuring out what to turn down mm-hmm. and, and what to say yes to, because you do have a limited amount of time. Yes, sir. And if you don't play well, if you aren't Tennessee's starting quarterback and, and, and doing really well, that stuff doesn't keep coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just really time management has been the biggest thing for me. Um, and then setting aside time to where I can actually relax and reflect on um, things that I've endured throughout the week or, um, you know, things that I have coming up the next week. Uh, and that's pretty much the, the hardest part about you know, yeah. juggling, juggling. What's it like to have a t-shirt with your, with your name on it? It's pretty cool. 
I like that. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was excited about it. As soon as I, I saw the idea or I saw it on paper, um, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And, and I mean, now it's it's changed to where the pe- people can get your jersey mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Is it going to be weird seeing seeing folks? I mean, it this is, is every athlete's dream mm-hmm. that you want to be because it used to be you had to be you know in the NFL or yeah. the NBA yes, for that to happen. But you could be walking around Knoxville seeing a bunch of Hendon Hooker. I, like I want you to walk up to to some kid and be like, "Are you Hendon Hooker?" <laughs> and just. What is the look on his face going to be when he turns around and sees you? That's that's a, that's going to be an amazing um, thing if I do do that. But me and my friends, we always pick with each other. Um, if we go to a athletic um, clothing brand store, we'll go to the cash register and be like, "Excuse me, sir, do you have any Joe Milton apparel?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, of course we do." You know, um, so it's it's always and a you can actually joke. get it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a running joke. Like uh, whoever we're with, whoever gets oh, the yeah. person first, like. You just blurt someone's well, name. Well, right? I need that squirrel white jersey right <laughs> yeah, now. Come That's, on. You guys got the squirrel. Can white? you imagine the NIL possibility? Like, let's say this dude becomes the best receiver in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Like, the NIL possibilities are limitless mm-hmm. for a guy named Squirrel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so how how have you managed your time? You mentioned it, mm-hmm. that that is the hard part. Yes, Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel like you've got everything squared away so that you can handle the business of football when you need to? Um. Not really. Um, it really just comes down to me blocking everything out okay. and just playing football. Um, that's what happens most of the days throughout the week. Um, but there definitely are days where I, I have to set times and dates that, you know, I have to hit these these marks. I have to get this in by a certain time. Um, communicating with my family is a, is a big part of that as well because they help me out Um with a lot of stuff on the well, that's NIL that's side. never going to change. None no, of that never, it, it, never you know, when, when, when you have a job and you have kids that, that your, your life will be scheduled out like that mm-hmm. anyway. So you're, you're learning it now, which is yes, great. Yeah. But I mean, how exciting is it going into this season, knowing what your role is, what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. versus last year where there was so much uncertainty. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not as nerve wracking. Um, I'm very excited for this upcoming season and I'm excited to uh, reach the marks that us as a team set. And um, I think it's going to be very exciting for everyone else to see as well. All those little kids in those Hendon Hooker jerseys. <laughs> yes, walk, I can't, I, I'm just, the kid, I guarantee you, if it was like, especially if it's like an elementary school mm-hmm. kid, he will turn around and be like, well, no, I'm not real. Oh, <laughs> it's it's going to be great. Well, Hen and I appreciate it. Thank yes, you sir. so much and, you. and good luck this season. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's it for today. Thank you so much to Hen and Hooker. Thank you to Bill Martin at Tennessee for setting that up. And it was a pleasure talking to that guy. Might, might have to buy his T-shirts or his book one of these days. The rest of the week, we're leaning really heavily into the NFL draft. We talk and draft on Wednesday. On Thursday, Stars Matter, Mitch Light and I will be discussing the probable first-round picks as recruits. Ari, not there. Remember, Ari's getting married this week, so send your well wishes to Mr. Ari Wasserman on Twitter because uh, he's a single man no longer after this weekend. Thanks so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Please leave us a review. Please hit the YouTube channel and subscribe to that. You're going to be able to see the Hendon Hooker on video, uh, excuse me, the Hendon Hooker interview on video if you'd like uh, as well. So thanks so much, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Mm-hmm.